3: We won the Stanley Cup! We won the Stanley Cup! Yes, we did! And this is Joyce Bender from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Super Bowl Pittsburgh Steelers and the Stanley Cup Pittsburgh Penguins. And let me tell you, folks, It doesn't get better than that. If you were here in Pittsburgh, you'd see the cup going around everywhere through the entire city. It is mass mania. But good advice for everyone out there, never give up. Right? If there's ever a team that has got that point across, never give up. It's That team, and really, that's what this show is all about today, because today, it is a great day in America. It's always a great day in America when you have young people with disabilities, in this case, epilepsy, speaking up and speaking out, and I am so honored to have those guests with us today and a true champion of advocacy from our national office, Joe LaMountain, who is truly their greatest champion and advocate. So our two young champions, Allison Baker and Jonathan Taylor McCullough, are also with us. So Joe, Allison, and Jonathan, welcome to the Pittsburgh Penguins Stanley Cup Show.
2: I don't know if I can cheer that. (laughs) (laughs) But congratulations nonetheless.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you. Joe, and this is Joe LaMountain, who I told you is a national champion for advocacy across the country. Um, Why don't we start with you, Joe? Okay. How about if you start by telling all of our listeners what you do for the foundation?
2: Absolutely, and I appreciate the opportunity for you to have me on here today. Um, I'm the director of grassroots advocacy for the Epilepsy Foundation, and basically what I do is I, I work with people that are affected by epilepsy and their family members, to get involved and to, like you said, speak up and speak out and share their personal story with people that can make a difference, Um, particularly um, our elected leaders in Washington, D.C. and our elected leaders in state capitals around the country. There's a lot of issues affecting people with epilepsy, um, whether it be trying to find a cure for epilepsy or have better access to treatment and care or to stop discrimination and it's really important for people to speak up and speak out and share their personal story and having young people do it is particularly effective. So I'm really glad that we have um, uh, the folks on with the call uh, on the interview with us today.
3: And, Joe, what difference does that make? When it's a young person with epilepsy on the hill, for example, what difference does that make?
2: It makes a huge difference. I mean, I was just speaking with a group of, of young folks um, this past week who were affected by Huntington's disease. And I think that you're, as, a, as a younger person, you're able to do so many things that adults can't. Look, you know, you always hear the story about the politicians, you know, loving to kiss babies. You know, um, they love young people. And when you're a young person, if you're affected by something, uh, by a disease or a condition, there's so much you can get your members of Congress and your elected officials to do. Um, And that's why it's so important to get involved. It's so empowering. um, And you really can make a difference, more than any adult possibly can. You'd really be surprised at what you can do.
3: Yes, and, and I know that's true. So, Allison and Jonathan, and Allison, how about if we start with you? You know, you're a young person with epilepsy, but what was it that made you decide that you were going to be an advocate, you were going to speak up, you were going to work to make a difference? What what made you decide to do that?
4: Well, for a bit of background, I thought I would start with that. Um, I was diagnosed with epilepsy the summer before kindergarten. I was taking six pills a day of my medicine, I was still having seizures, and the side effects of the medicine were really difficult. I eventually switched to a related medicine that worked for me, and I was seizure-free for two years, so I was able to come off the medicine, and I've been seizure-free for four or five years now. Um, my parents found a camp run by the Epilepsy Foundation in my area, and I started going there. I've made a lot of my, a lot of friends there, and... Um, Going to D.C. and to camp and hearing everyone talk about their experiences with epilepsy, how they're still being bullied or discriminated against, it really made me realize how fortunate I've been with my epilepsy. It made me realize that I had a purpose in going to D.C. that I really I need to speak up for others who couldn't speak up for themselves. And that is so
3: awesome. You know that? Because you are Allison being a champion by doing this. How about you, Jonathan? How about you? What made you decide to become an advocate?
5: For me, it was um, pretty much the same thing, and I, I've endured a lot as a as a person with epilepsy, especially as, as a child with epilepsy. And I just don't want other kids, other people, to have to endure what I have.
3: So you wanted to speak up to make a difference for them. Is that what yes. you mean? Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, Allison, what are some of the activities you are involved in? And when you do speak up or go to some, what, what do you do? What kind of events do you speak up at?
4: Well, I like writing songs and playing piano and singing. I'm in Girl Scouts, and I volunteer at the library. I'm a big Percy Jackson and the Olympians fan. That's a book. And uh, I love to read um, In fourth grade, when I switched schools, I was going to do a presentation on epilepsy for Girl Scouts with another girl, but the night before, I freaked out. I couldn't do it. I was too afraid of what my new friends would think of me. Um, And as you know, this spring, I went to the Kids Speak Up conference in D.C. I went to the offices of my representatives and my senator on Capitol, senators uh, on Capitol Hill to tell them about how I've lived with epilepsy and um, asking for their support. And a couple of weeks ago, I talked to my class about epilepsy and my experiences with it. I told them if they had any questions about it, they could just ask me. And before that, most of them hadn't known that I had epilepsy. It was really the confidence and all the support I got from camp and from D.C. that um, really helped me finally get the courage to tell my class about having epilepsy. And now I'm looking for, like, other ways to tell people about epilepsy. Like, um, I'm thinking for a service project for Girl Scouts, I might do um, epilepsy education classes or something.
3: You know what? That is awesome. Well, you come a long way from that day you were freaked out, huh? Oh, yeah. You've come a long way, and I know what a good job you did in Washington, D.C. And for those of you that may have forgotten, I am a woman with epilepsy. I live with epilepsy, and I am the new chair of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. And I'm going to tell you what. When they asked me what one of my initiatives would be, I said, these young people. I believe in the young people. They are our future, and they are awesome. They will make a difference. How about, how about you, Jonathan? What are some of the activities you enjoy?
5: I, I really enjoy swimming. I'm on the cross-country and track team in my high school. Um, I do long-distance running a lot. I work out every day, hang out with my friends. Basic teenager stuff. I mean, um, I go out to the lake with my friends a lot. We we have a good time.
3: And how about you? Where do you speak up? I'm sorry. Where have you spoken about epilepsy?
5: Me, I've I spoke out at the in Washington, and I go to the summer camp here in Dallas. And I try and educate people the best I can there. And I I did the best I could in D.C. Um, I'm still new to this. So.
3: Well, as I recall, you did a great job. Yes, ma'am. But ma'am. you know what I like when you hear them speaking? All the things they enjoy doing are the same things other teenagers and young people enjoy doing. In other words, don't get young people with epilepsy and put them on a shelf. Don't put them in a corner. Don't label them. Don't make them think about what they can't do. Remind them of what they can do. What do you think about that, Joe?
2: I think it's spot on. I mean, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, um, in addition to, you know, reaching out to our elected leaders, you know, schools are are a place where there needs to be education about, uh, about epilepsy. And um, you know, it's critically important that not just you know school nurses and whatnot, but you know, but uh, that, that teachers and and other kids know, um, because um, there are a lot of kids and young adults who are affected by epilepsy. So I would say, for any you know for any uh, kids or young adults or parents who are listening, you know, that's a great place to start um, to to make sure that people are aware of of what epilepsy is all about. That's the only way we're gonna. To raise awareness about the disease is by talking about it and by sharing our personal stories with other people.
3: That's right. Because if you don't talk about it, no one is going to understand the truth and how it really is. And that's why we're going to go to break for a minute right now so that we come back, you can hear Jonathan Allison talk more about it. If you just joined us, We have as our guest today Joe LaMountain, Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the Epilepsy Foundation, and Allison Baker and Jonathan Taylor-McCalla, two young people with epilepsy who are Kids Speak Up participants and champions of helping other young people with epilepsy. This is Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. Where Disability Matters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day. And we'll be right
1: back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank
0: you for calling.
1: VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
3: And welcome back to the show. Hey, if you just joined us, We have Joe Lamalton, Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the National Epilepsy Foundation, and Allison Baker and Jonathan Taylor McCullough, young people and kids from the Kids Speak Up uh, program. I just want to mention to you the Epilepsy Foundation in, in March or April has this Kids Speak Up program every year where young people with epilepsy and their families go to Washington, D.C. Uh, they have several wonderful events for the young people, but the highlight is going to the Hill and meeting your senator or congressman and speaking up, telling them, this is what it's like for me with epilepsy, and this is why I want you to help us. This is what you can do to help me. It is a wonderful program. These two young people on the show, both of them participated. Allison, how was that for you? It was
4: great. Um, Not only did I miss two days of school, which (laughs) was awesome, um, I met a bunch of new people. Um, The first time going to an office is kind of scary, but after that, it's just, well, I'm just telling my story. There's nothing really big about it. And if you're really nervous about it, I mean, you're never going to see these people again, so no biggie. Mm -hmm.
3: Like, you, the know, you, know,
4: representatives.
3: you know what, though, I'm glad you told them that so that other young people will participate and not be nervous. How about you? How was it for you, uh, John? How was it for you, Jonathan?
5: Well, it was a great experience for me. I'm, we had a lot of fun there. There was also the National Walk for Epilepsy that we got to go, we went to while we were there. And I uh, got to talk to our nation's leaders It was a good day, and I made a lot of friends while I was there. And it was just, overall, it was it was a great experience.
3: It is, it is a wonderful experience, and there's so many other young people there. And there's something about meeting other people that also have epilepsy that have also been through a lot of the things you've been through that is so empowering. And how about you, Jonathan? Did you get over the nervousness of uh, going into the meet these people
5: um, on the on hill? Honestly, I'm not much of a nervous person. Mm-hmm. I I don't really get that nervous, and, but um, I was a little bit. I'm, I'm, I kind of I did my best to speak up and do what I can to try and help these the congressmen and senators understand what it's like for us.
3: Well, you obviously did a good job, so um, if they can do it, you can do it. That's what my whole point is. Joe, uh, what, have you noticed the young people getting more and more confident as time goes on doing this?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because Jonathan said he's not really, you know, so nervous, and that's one of the things that's so great about having kids and young adults participate is that um, a lot of them have the same mentality, is that they're, they're you know, I'm just you know, I'm here to talk about it. I'm sharing my personal story. Many times it's the parents who are the ones who are even more nervous. Um, but, you know, you do wind up seeing people leaving Washington after participating in an event like this um, feeling empowered, feeling engaged. And, and what we'd like to see is even more people um, engaged in this because until we all collectively speak up about the issues that we care about, finding a cure and access to treatment and care that we need, Um, Until we begin to speak up and speak out as a community, um, you know, not much is going to happen. We really have to make it happen ourselves.
3: That's right. We do. We can't wait. The change is with us. We have to be the change. uh, Jonathan, today, am I right, are you a freshman? Yes, ma'am. In high school, and I know you're an honors student. I wonder if you would mind telling our listeners about the near-death experience
5: that you endured. Well, there was actually two. You want to hear about both? Yeah. Ones? Yes. Okay. Um, the first one was whenever I, w- I was nine years old, and I w- had actually gotten a motor scooter for Christmas that year, and so it was. Pro- I think it was in January actually. Um, I was riding my motor scooter, and I hit a pothole in the road, and I uh, fell off. And even though I was wearing a helmet, I uh, received a concussion. I broke my arm, my my leg, and. Um, I was living in Amarillo at the time, Amarillo, Texas, and um, they doctor, the doctors there didn't think to check my head even though I had a concussion, so they didn't realize I had brain damage, and a month later I was on a school field trip and had my first seizure.
3: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, were you by yourself when that happened, or who um, was with you?
5: My stepdad and my little brother were ahead of me on a go-kart.
3: Were you on? Oh, you were. On, were you on the go kart when it happened?
5: No, when I that, was on. A, I was on a motor scooter.
3: Oh. Okay. Well, what, what happened the other time?
5: The next time I was at my grandmother's house, and this is again near Amarillo, um, and I was had a seizure uh, there, and I the the EMT uh, people they over-medicated me with. Uh, volume, so I could not stop seizing. And I eventually had to be put on life support, and I got care flighted all the way back to Dallas. Um, it was very traumatic for my family. They had to drive all the way back to Dallas from Amarillo, which is a six-hour drive. And I was here ahead of them, so nobody was here with me. I, I was still out on life support, and I didn't wake up for about three days.
3: Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? Obviously, we see you were here for a reason. Yes. Because there was a plan for you to be a big leader. I believe so. Yes, we see that happening. Now, <clears throat> I want to ask both of you a question about that. Do you think when you talk, when you do talk to your friends or people at school, do they understand what you mean when you tell them about your epilepsy?
5: Most definitely not. I don't think they understand that, but... I think they ha- have compassion for it, but they they can't understand what it's like for us
3: well, that's because I always say, unless you've had a seizure, it is sort of hard to understand. but Joe, maybe you can comment on that uh, with parents and teachers. We obviously need something done to help young people that are dealing with the stigma and lack of understanding and education about epilepsy. What ideas do you have about that?
2: Well, you know, the Epilepsy Foundation has um, has a really strong um, legal department, and we very often when we hear of cases that arise where a, a student has been um, discriminated against in some way, shape, or form, or, um, you, know, the, the, you know, the school has not done... You know, provided the appropriate kind of medical interventions when a, you know when someone is having a seizure then then often the foundation has kind of gotten involved um, in a legal manner uh, to ensure that, that that their kids with epilepsy in the schools are being protected so that's one thing that we're doing, but I think it comes back down to what I was saying before, which is that it's really incumbent upon all people that are affected by epilepsy to speak out. you know I know that if my daughter had epilepsy I would want to make sure that every teacher in the school every administrator in the school and every parent that um, my child you know uh, came in contact with knew what epilepsy was and knew what to do um, if, if she was having a seizure so I think it's really again it's incumbent upon people with epilepsy to, to make sure that that happens until we do then we're going to continue to find people unaware of what the disease is and how to treat it appropriately
3: Okay, well, the first uh, email question, and we also are responding to Twitter, just so you know, uh, is for you, Joe, and the question is, why do you think epilepsy is so hard for our young people?
2: Geez, I think, you know,
3: just the I'm uh, sorry, that... and that's from yeah. Cindy. I'm sorry? That's from Cindy in Texas. I think it's just,
2: you know, it's just hard, I would imagine it'd be hard to live with. I don't have epilepsy, but... Just kind of I think two things one is the um, just the, the constant knowledge that you know there can be a seizure um, and that it, it can be somewhat unpredictable um, and one of the things I hear from people that's really hard is for people who have uncontrolled epilepsy is um, you know an inability to say drive a vehicle or to participate in other activities, maybe swimming or things like that. so I think those would be some of the things that would be really
3: hard jo- maybe Jonathan, a- what do you think
5: I think it's hard for us because. I've been in the hospital. On average, I uh, I spend about eight weeks in the hospital a year um, due to epilepsy and other medical conditions I have. And I don't get to see my friends as much. I don't get to participate in school activities. Even I've tried to participate in school activities, and they said I could not. They would not let me go to the school activities because I missed that much school. It's discrimination. And it's- that's wrong,
3: though. That's discrimination. Because you should be able to, but go ahead.
4: Yeah. How about you, Allison? Um, I think it's really hard for young people because of the the stigma. Because um, there's a, when everyone, when anyone, when anyone who's not educated about epilepsy hears epilepsy or seizure, they think of the grand mal seizure. They don't really think of other types of seizures because they're not educated about it. And I think that's difficult because people don't understand, wait, you have epilepsy, but but you're not drooling when you have seizures um, because people don't understand about it. I think that's the hardest part.
3: Well, since I have epilepsy, I'm going to respond to this also, and I'm going to tell you, you know what the hardest part is? It is your attitude. That's what it is, not you, not the person that asked the question, people in general. Because just as uh, everyone alluded to about the stigma, you know, I fall down to the ground, I have a tonic seizure. The correct name for grandma is tonic-clonic seizure. But I fall down to the ground, I just have the first part. I do not have the convulsion. Then there are people who have a complex partial seizure. And then there are people that have an absence seizure. I mean, there are all different types of seizures. But guess what? You know, we can still live and go on and be successful. And I I have to say that, you know, sometimes my hardest part is the attitude people have. Now, don't misunderstand me. There are children that have hundreds of seizures per day and that go through a horrible time with this. Then there are those of us uh, you know, over 60% where medication controls it or somewhat controls it. But no matter what the situation is, everyone needs your help and needs you to be educated and open-minded. And the hardest part about this is when people don't take time to educate themselves themselves to understand what epilepsy really is. And that's why I want you to go to www.epilepsyfoundation.org and read about epilepsy. Then I want you to go to www.talkaboutit.org. That's talkaboutit.org, and we will talk about that more when we come back from break. But right now, we're going to go to break if you just joined us. You've been listening to Joe LaMountain, the Director of Grassroots Advocacy from the Epilepsy Foundation, Allison Baker, and Jonathan Taylor McCullough, who were participants in the Kids Speak Up event in Washington, D.C. Young people with epilepsy speaking up. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where Disability Matters at Voice America
1: We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
6: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
0: Over there? Over there's the water. Whoosh! Whoosh! And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
5: I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself.
6: If you're in jail,
5: who'll be
0: there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Spender.
3: Hey, welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, did you know the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup? I'm just making sure you know that. I have today Joe LaMountain, the Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the Epilepsy Foundation, Allison Baker and Jonathan Taylor McCullough, two young people with epilepsy who participated in the Kids Speak Up program in Washington, D.C. And, you know, while we were on break, uh, Joe was mentioning something to me about, you know, you can do this anywhere. Do you want to talk about that, Joe? Well, yeah. I mean, I think
2: that especially with, um, you know, we've been talking about Washington, D.C. And, and getting involved and coming to Washington. And you don't need to come to Washington to have a voice um, in, in what happens um, with our government you know um, our elected leaders like uh, your congressmen they come back home all the time um, and one of the things that that we are doing at the Epilepsy Foundation is that we're going to be launching an initiative called Talk About It with Congress and we're going to be working with advocates all around the country to set up meetings, uh, meetings that will be attended by families and people affected by epilepsy really to educate our elected leaders about epilepsy and the issues that we're facing so um, while it's great that you know, Jonathan and Allison and a lot of other people have come to Washington, um, that's not possible for a lot of people to do. But that doesn't mean you can't you know, have a voice. And you know, there's a lot happening with healthcare right now. I'm you know, talking about reforming our whole healthcare system. And there's a lot of issues that you know, affect people with epilepsy. So it's really important for everyone that is affected by epilepsy or any other disability to get involved in, and share their personal stories and, and let our elected leaders know, you know what they're thinking about.
3: I agree with you 100%. Okay, here is a question. I guess uh, this is directed to you, Joe, and it is, uh, Mr. Lamont, this is really wonderful what you do <coughs> because I believe you're helping young people with epilepsy. Do you speak across the country? Are you involved in different events? And if so, how do we follow what you're doing? And that is a Mary from Kansas.
2: Well, um, I do try to work with um, our local folks, um, and I try to work with folks all around the country, and, and I thank you for your positive words. I think probably the best way to um, to stay abreast of what we're doing and how you can get involved is there's a couple things. First is, you can contact me anytime you want. Um, my email address is joseph.lamountain at gmail.com, and uh, my telephone number is 202-288-5124. And if you ever want to get involved, all you have to do is contact me. Um, We also can add you to our mailing list, and you can also um, check uh, our website, epilepsyfoundation.org, and you'll hear about the different things that we're doing.
3: That is wonderful. And listen, any other ones? I know we do a lot through Twitter and through Facebook. If you have any other questions, keep sending them. I will try to read as many as I can. But I just want to thank you, all of you listeners. You are so awesome how you have faithfully followed this show and listened to the archives. You are helping me make a difference by what you're doing, so I just want you to know that. Um, Okay, one of my hot topics, no surprise, I know to Allison, Jonathan, or Joe, is to speaking out against bullying. You know I talk about this everywhere I go. It just infuriates me uh, because a lot of times people don't realize what young people with disabilities such as epilepsy endure while they are in school from elementary on. Um, And I wanted to talk to both you, Allison, and Jonathan about that. Have either of you ever experienced bullying?
4: Yes, I have. Um, I switched schools in fourth grade, which I said before. And at my old school, there was a group of particularly mean girls who would giggle every time I entered a room. Um, I will say I didn't have very good social skills back then. Um, I had a good friend in my class, and he's still a very good friend now. I remember sometimes I would sit with the boys because I didn't really know what else to do. Um, I knew my friend would be nice to me. I used to know all the kindergartners' names because... I wouldn't play on the normal playground. I would play with the kindergarteners on their playground at recess, even though we weren't supposed to play there. Um, I remember coming home crying some days, telling my mom I wanted to switch schools. And when we decided I was going to switch schools, I would come home crying again, saying I wanted to sw- switch schools right then. And happily, at my second school, things were and are way better. Obviously, there are the normal problems of being the new kid. But now, going into eighth grade here, I feel like I belong. I'm extremely lucky to have some of the world's nicest girls in my grade. How Um, old are you, Allison? Hmm? What grade are you going
2: into? I'm going into eighth. Wow, you're so mature. (laughs) Both of you two sound so
0: mature.
4: I think the reason I got bullied when I was younger was because I'm different. I'm a little bit eccentric. And I think epilepsy just made me an easier target because it made me more different. In fact, I think I remember in kindergarten bragging about having epilepsy. Not really understanding what it meant. Um, For example, after I came back from D.C., one kid asked me how was seizure camp. I don't know where he got that phrase or what he thought I'd done, but I felt bullied for the first time in a while. And later on, he called me seizure woman. Um, I tried to look on the bright side with this and feel kind of complimented because he said woman and not girl. But um, the good news is he later apologized and I forgave him. And I think that educating people about epilepsy makes them realize it's not something to tease people or bully people about.
3: Allison, first I have to tell you, you're the most mature Eighth grader. Joe, when you asked her that question, I almost died when she gave the answer. <laughs> well, I, thought um, I, I heard mean, her you saying, are the most mature eighth grader. Uh, but I, I wanna, before I talk to Jonathan, I wanna say something about this. You know what? When you're out there and you make fun of people, girls or boys, when you do that, you're really being a loser. You're not showing character. There's this young man that was bullied when he was young, when he had seizures. So he would stay home. And he would stay home and he would just practice his piano nonstop. That's what he did. And his name is Prince. Prince is in Little Red Corvette, Prince, who just came out about his epilepsy over a month ago. But I'm going to tell you something. When you do that, you are really doing a terrible thing, because you can't imagine what this does to people's self-esteem. And furthermore, when you're a bystander, you're equally guilty. You're equally guilty. And, and I, I can't believe how people do this to people. You know, I don't know why, but they do do it, and it goes on at every school. And I have to ask you, Allison, when this happened to you before at that other school, did the teachers know about that, or did they not know?
4: Well, I think they did a survey when I was in the second grade to see if there was bullying going on, and they concluded that there was no problem, which was just insane. So I don't think they did. I mean, I don't think they did.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because unfortunately, let's be honest now, what are people going to say on a survey? I would never make that decision on a survey. And, Allison, I want you, because there are other young people listening to you right now, you know, how did you get over that? With those girls that were doing that to you, I know you switched schools, but how did you keep yourself up? How did you keep yourself okay?
4: I I don't know. Um, I have an amazing older sister, and that really helps a lot, I think. Um, I don't know. Well, you just answered part
3: of the question right there. Yeah. With the amazing older sister. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you do this to people, I want to tell you, it hurts. It really hurts. I mean, here she is. She went and played um, with kindergarten students where she shouldn't even be just to avoid going through this. And you know what? You wouldn't believe it, but sometimes girls can be very mean. Isn't that true, Allison? Yes, definitely. Now, how about the MySpace, the Facebook, the textbook? I mean, texting, do you ever have a problem with that, or did you before?
4: Um, Well, I don't have MySpace or Facebook, um, but I do have an IAM account. Um, Earlier this year, someone did tell me that I had no friends. It was really weird. It was all of a sudden, and but like I said before, having some of the world's nicest girls in my grade does help a lot, and they all kind of, like I told a couple of girls about it, and they all kind of just rallied with me and told me, told me Allison, I am your friend, we are your friends, you have friends. And it was really nice.
3: Hey, to those girls at your school, you know what I say? If you hear this show, you are champions. Because it's so easy to stand by and do nothing. But remember what I said earlier. When you stand by and do nothing, you are part of the problem. You are. So when you're helping her out that way, you're being a champion. And we all need to get involved, and we're going to be talking to Jonathan about this more when we come back from break, and then we have some questions from our listeners for both of them. But right now, we're going to go to break. Hey, if you just tuned in, we've been talking to Joe LaMountain, Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the Epilepsy Foundation, and Allison Baker and Jonathan taylor McCalla, participants, in the Kids Speak Up program in Washington, D.C. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Ask I'm the the
1: experts, <laughs> call for free, free, free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and 1- ask our all-star team to answer your questions. that's 1-866-472-5787, thank you for calling, voiceamerica.com. Son, we gotta talk about drinking. Uh, I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad, it's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
6: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
1: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 472 5788 Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
3: Hey, welcome back. And You know, we're talking right now, about young people with epilepsy being bullied. Allison told her story. Jonathan, what about you? Were you ever bullied?
5: Oh, I was bullied a lot, actually. The main uh, thing is it was in 7th and 8th grade in junior high. Now that I'm in high school, people have matured a little bit. It's gotten a little bit better. But, you know, those there still are those jerks that those few that are, just want, want to pick on you because they get some kind of enjoyment out of it and now in junior high uh, I was picked on by pretty much everybody because I had a, a seizure in the hallway I was called seizure boy I was ridiculed all the time and I've even been picked on by teachers I've had um, a teacher put me into a seizure by using a laser pointer in her classroom even though we've told her multiple times not to use it in her classroom or at least while I'm not there, or while I'm there, I'm sorry. And it's just they, the things that people do are horrible. I've had kids actually bring strobe lights to school to try and put me in a seizure. Oh. And it's it's horrible. The world we live in is it's not a nice place. It really isn't.
3: Well, you know what? It is, but you have met some terrible people. Jonathan, what grade are you? In? You're a freshman, right?
5: Yeah, I'm I'm going to be a sophomore.
3: You're going to be a sophomore. Okay. You know what you're doing to him. Any of you that hear this show. That is despicable. Because Jonathan here, he's going to be a leader in America. He already is. But he's going to help me help other young people with epilepsy. Yes, he is just the way Allison is. And it's going to stop. You know why? We're not going to take it anymore. We're not going to hide in the corners. We're going to speak up and we're going to talk about it. And that is, in fact, how we're going to make a difference. So here you go. I have so many of these I can't read all of them. But uh, Jonathan and Allison, thank you so much for participating on the show. Um, my name is Linda from Kentucky. I am frequently made fun of and bullied nonstop at school called names um, not, not associated with, left out of a lot of events and parties, um, what can I do? Do you have any suggestions for me?
4: Well, first of all, just tell someone, whether it's an adult or maybe you have a couple friends, friends, and there's, there's always going to be someone who will help you. No matter how many mean people there are, there will be someone who can help you. For me, it was my sister, and when I switched schools, it was the girls in my grade. Um, there is, there are people who will help you. But
3: as she said, remember, see what she did. You have to, spe- you have to speak up. You have to tell someone. How about you, Jonathan?
5: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Allison on this one. You need to tell a parent, tell an adult, and you know you need to find that your best friend, one of your friends, they'll always help you through that. Like for me, it was my best friend Tyler. He's always there to help me, and I've known him. Since Kindergarten, and you know it you just there's those few good people that are willing to help, and you know another thing that could possibly help you is you get out and you make some friends, and hopefully that that'll help.
3: Do you want to make a comment, Joe?
2: I think they're spot on, and you know it's funny because I was as they were kind of sharing their stories. It reminds me, you know, um, my wife had this problem when when she was a kid. Um, because of a, a medical condition that she has, and it was the same thing. Is that she, she, uh, she had one very close friend that she really relied on, and um, but I think the idea of, of, you know, also speaking to a teacher um, or a guidance counselor um, or someone else, another adult, you know, maybe someone at your church <coughs> or a, or a coach um, that can help a lot as well. Um, the worst thing you can do is just kind of hold it inside and not tell anyone, because then it can consume you. So. You really do need to to get it out, and you do need to talk about it with somebody.
3: Yeah, and you know what? If you do have a story, I want you to go to epilepsyfoundation.org and send me an email, epilepsyfoundation.org, Joyce Bender, and tell me your story about being bullied. Don't be afraid. See, I have these two great champions right now. Allison and Jonathan. And guess what we're going to do, folks? We're going to have a whole army of people like Allison and Jonathan. And we are going to speak up. And you do have friends right now with both of them. You have friends right now, but you have to tell someone. And if you tell your teacher, and if that doesn't work, you've got to tell someone else. You've got to keep telling, telling, whether it's at your church, your parents, Guidance counselor, I don't care who it is, but you've got to get to an adult and tell them.
2: Joyce, can I add one more thing? Yes. Um, you know, speaking about the Epilepsy Foundation's website, we have a new section called eCommunities, and it's almost like a, a Facebook or a MySpace um, just for people um, that are affected by epilepsy. So if you, know, if you don't know anybody in your community or you want to connect with someone who, um, who has epilepsy, that's a great way to do it. Um, so I would encourage you know, uh, folks to visit that site and, and get a personal page and, and get to meet other people who are affected by epilepsy um, and hear how they've dealt with some of these issues.
3: That is a great idea. And you know what, I'll have to talk to you about this more, Joe, but maybe what I'll do, I'll get a place on there so that people can talk to me. That's a great that, idea. Yeah, on that same place. Hey, you two, you are already champions and you've already accomplished so much but I've got to ask you quickly before this show ends, what would you say are
4: your proudest accomplishments? Allison, you first. Well, I had a really good spring. Um, first, I'm really proud to have been nominated to go to D.C. and tell people about epilepsy and talk to my senators and representatives. And second, um, I had taken the ACT through Northwestern University's Midwest Academic Talent Search Program, or NUMATS for short, for gifted elementary students. And I got one of the top scores for my grade. Hey, that is awesome! So, um. Well, congratulations last... to you! Thank you. So last weekend, I was in Chicago at Northwestern for an award ceremony, and I got a medal and a certificate
5: well
3: awesome. oh, you you're on a roll there,
5: yeah
3: how, how about you, Jonathan?
5: Well, I definitely have to say washington d c was one of my proudest moments, and another one would be, I spend a lot of time in the hospital, and I'm very proud of myself for being able to maintain A 's in honors classes, and that's been really difficult, but I'm proud of myself for being. Well,
3: able you should be proud of yourself. Not many people could do that, and that is awesome.
5: Already getting letters from colleges and stuff like that. And yeah, so, you're going
3: to be ready. You're going to move on to be one of my leaders. Yep. So tell me, Jonathan, if you had to leave a message with our listeners today, what would it be?
5: Well, I would tell them that that the best thing that you can do is speak up, not not let people bully you, not be the bully, and especially just. Go out there and meet people. Go make some friends. As long as you're not the bully, as long as you're not the one being, the bu- being bullied, you'll do fine.
3: How about you? How about you, Allison? What would be your message?
4: Well, okay, epilepsy, like, to all the people who have epilepsy who are listening right now, epilepsy isn't holding you back from anything. Bullying isn't holding you back from anything. You can do anything you decide you want to, whether you have epilepsy, another disability, or neither, and there are people out there who, who can and will help you achieve your goals
3: goals and how about you, Joe? Do you have a message?
2: I would just say it's the same thing it's It's being empowered, and you know epilepsy is you know just a small part of who you are um, and that you really do need to be active and get involved you know um. Just hearing, you know, Allison and Jonathan and knowing that there's so many more people like them. We need um, more people like them. And um, I would just encourage, you know, people not to be afraid to speak out. It, it definitely um, it definitely helps, definitely helps.
3: Well, Joe, I want to thank you for what you're doing because it's awesome what you're doing. But you too, you are champions. And we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, or someone working on our behalf, and I just have to say it, Greg Grunberg, talk about it. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Never stop talking about it. Thank you, Jonathan, Joe, and Allison for being with me.
5: Thank you, you so I'll much for having us, Joyce. And I'll
3: see the rest of you next me. week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice